The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, I was reflecting on how much we really need her intercession right now. And about the fascinating facts about Our Lady of Guadalupe and the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and you can do research on the internet and look at that and sort of like the stars in the tilma and how they reflected the stars in heaven as like as if God was looking down. There was one study that I read where they looked at the, the eyes of the Blessed Virgin Mary with a super microscope and you could see the images of faces in her eyes which reflected the faces of all those who were there in the room as Juan Diego lays his tilma down and the image was there and present or the fact and I've heard from other people that that the material that that tilma was made out of that the image is on really like should have degraded by now but it hasn't these are all like fascinating miraculous things The thing I think that's most fascinating is that in 1517, Martin Luther like hammered the 95 Thesis on a church door in Germany. And then 14 years later, Our Lady of Guadalupe appears in Mexico. And so this like greatest rupture in the church, this greatest like source of division in the church, this thing that's divided Christians throughout the world ever since then. Within 14 years, God responds and Mary responds by coming to be among us. And so from a certain perspective, Mary came into the world as a response to that division
And Mary is a source of unity for all of us, just as she was after our Lord's passion and death when <clears throat> on the day of Pentecost, all of the disciples are there in the upper room with her, as if surrounding her because like, she is this source of union. And she's a source of union because she's the most united with her son. And in our own time, we just experience so much of that division. And it affects our country, but it, it also affects our families. It affects our church. Could affect our parish. And so we too need Mary to be a source of union and unity. And we can be sure that that is her desire, and we can be sure that that is our Lord's desire, because it's what our Lord prayed for with his apostles before he went to die on the cross. Father, let them be one. As you are in me and I am in you, so let them be one in us. It's also the desire in our own hearts to belong. And the most important unity for us to pray for is the unity in our own hearts. Because our own hearts can become divided against ourselves. A part of my heart belongs to the Lord, and a part of my heart belongs to the world. And it is Mary who shows us how to have one heart. And her one heart recognizes that it is the Lord, who's the source of everything. And she recognizes every good thing that happens in her life comes from the Lord, and even her own ability to say yes at the Annunciation comes from the Lord. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary's response is, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Because it's the Lord who did this for me. The Lord who allowed this in my life. And that is a difficult passage in the spiritual life. It's, it's one of those things in the spiritual life that 
is so simple, but yet so hard to give our Lord credit for everything. It can be easy to say, like, I have great perseverance, or I have been very faithful. Like, th those can be easy things to say. And they've been really easy for me to say. But the path that's modeled to us by Mary is a path that says, like, the Lord did this for me. And it keeps us in that place of dependence, but it also opens up this space where we can actually have gratitude. And to have gratitude for our Lord in everything. And to give God the glory in everything. And when we do that, then we experience this kind of joy. that comes forth from belonging to him alone. And we find that unity. That union that's restored in our own hearts, and as it's restored in our own hearts, then it starts to spread to our families, to our parish, to our church, to the world. And so today, let us give thanks to Almighty God for not abandoning his church at the time of the Reformation as he sent the Blessed Mother, which brought about the conversion of many, many peoples. But also to give thanks to him for everything that he's done in our own lives and, and in our family and in our parish and in our church. And pray that he continues to bring about that undivided heart in each and every one of us that we may truly be one as he is in the Father and the Father is in him so that we may be one in that perfect love of the Holy Trinity.